0: Hello, internet friends, and welcome to this next episode of the Cisco Tax Security Podcast, where we talk about troubleshooting, hot issues, stuff the tax seeing, and in general, security. And today, network management stuff, we've got, once again, Mr. Joe Clark, one of our favorite uh, guests on the show, and we're going to be talking about a new technology called 1PK. So there's a whole lot of buzz, obviously, around software-defined networking, I mean, you search any one of these networking podcasts, people are talking about it all the time, and a lot of people are saying, well, why do I care, right? So, in this episode, What's in it for me? What's in it for me and my business? Uh, so in this episode, we're going to talk to Mr. Joe Clark, one PK expert, and find out what is in it for you and how you can uh, use Cisco technology to realize some of these benefits. So um, Mr. Joe Clark, uh, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, thanks. Excellent. Thanks yeah. for having me back. No problem. Uh, and Mr. David White? Fantastic. Where's Magnus? Where is Magnus? He's on Paid Time Off, hmm. I think. But uh, before he left, he did reorganize the podcast room here so there isn't so much junk on the floor. Uh, and he's tied all the cables up very nicely. So, uh, it looks pretty. It, it does Our look pretty. Our studio so looks pretty. So let's get into it. Uh, Joe. Why don't we start by asking, why do we have
1: so many names? We start out with 1PK, then we went to 1P, then 1.
2: What are we at now? Yeah. Well, actually, we started out at uh, 1P, uh, then we went to connected apps, and then we went to 1PK. That's just for this technology, and now one uh, O&E, or open network environment, is our architectural strategy around software-defined networking, with 1PK being one pillar or one component of that.
0: Confusing. Yeah, well, I'll try
2: and demystify it as we go it's confusing for a technology that inherently
0: is new and uh, you know challenging for a lot of people to understand right? and, and that both has
1: a strategy right and then you have to implement the strategy via various mechanisms and Cisco has her own way of doing software-defined networking as do the industry as do other vendors right so building that in and decoupling all the the, the language I guess is a little challenging
2: so Joe tell us about 1pk 1PK is a kind of a new thing for Cisco, uh, maybe not for the industry. 1PK is, at its core, an API for our, op- for our devices, for the operating systems that run our core switches, our access routers, our core routers. Uh, so anything running iOS, NXOS, iOS XR, iOS XE can support 1PK. The idea is to present a common and consistent API across all of those operating systems to allow our users to gather statistics. You mentioned network management. Certainly that's a use case, but it's not the only uh, use case for 1PK. So gather information and set uh, state, uh, configuration type state, if you will, down on the devices.
0: So down to the control plane of the device, influencing it.
2: Yeah, control plane and data plane which is something very interesting to 1PK um, in the, in the uh, past. Let's break that down, okay. too,
1: just you know, make sure all our listeners understand what the difference is, what control plane is, and sure. what
0: data plane is. I think I meant is. to say data plane, but I said control plane.
2: <laughs> well, it, d- it does both. So at the control plane level, you have the brains of the device, what currently is there in iOS or in these operating systems, things that are dealing with the routing protocols, things that deal with topology information, uh, Statistics Authentication, authentication Management sure. statistics Yep And then the, yep. the data plane You have the What's traveling Through the device The the ASICs That are handling Forwarding packets Out from one, In one interface And out the other
1: I take a packet in On an ingress interface And sure. I want to send it out On an egress interface Destined to the next top That's data plane
2: Yep And 1PK has APIs that allow you to get at information on both planes and set information at both planes.
1: And just to break that down again, so to get information from the control plane is we can get routing information, Mm -hmm. what the routing table looks like. We can set information, meaning I can programmatically set a route into the iOS device. Correct. Um, And and now to do at the data plane level, again, get information. I can get information... Out of a packet, I can copy a packet. I can set information into a packet, which also allows you to alter what the box does to that packet as it's passing through the box. And that, to me, is you know it, you know it's it's hard to get your mind around, but it's mind blowing. It's huge possibilities for what we can do with it.
2: Sure, uh, uh, and not just change what the device does with the packet. Let's say you wanted to change the packet itself. I wanted to change the DSCP value on a packet, or I wanted to write my own NAT gateway. I can do that. I can rewrite the packets that are traveling through the device.
0: Yeah, I think it'll be really helpful for our listeners. Okay, you can do all this stuff, right? But again, why do I care? So let's um, walk us through some compelling examples of real world, like I have a business case here, I need to do something, and 1PK can help me do it. Routing for dollars.
2: Sure. Routing for dollars is a good first example. So, first of all, listeners, world out there, how many times have you been sitting behind your iOS or NXOS, whatever, Cisco device, and said, man, I really wish it did this, or I really wish it did that? You wanted a feature on the device, and maybe you've got a, an account team and a lot of money behind Cisco, and you say, account team, make this happen for me. And they come back and they say, we'll make this happen for you, but it'll be a year. It'll be 18 months. The advantage of 1PK and why it why you should care is it offers a way of maybe creating your feature today or tomorrow in shorter amount of time and connecting your network closer to your business. And, and David, you mentioned routing for dollars. We don't have a routing protocol today that takes into account dollar cost of an end-to-end path. Sure, we can do... Uh, OSPF cost, we can do bandwidth of links. But let's say, for example, you have two trans-specific links from two different providers, and you have a rather distributed distributed network. Let's say one link all of a sudden has a, a rate increase, and it, it's, more pre- it's a more preferential link in terms of your routing protocol, but in terms of your business cost, that link is going to cost you substantially more money. Well, using 1PK, you can programmatically gather the cost out of your accounting system, let's say. You can make a database call and say, how much is this path costing me? And then you can program new routes to take cheaper, less expensive links through your network, while at the same time still having that underlying routing protocol like OSPF handle the, the true shortest path. So essentially you're adding your own customized routing metric or you're building your own customized routing protocol to sit on top of your other routing protocols in your device.
1: And you're doing that with 1PK.
2: Correct. The API and allows you to be able to do that. So what's the actual
0: device or box or VM or whatever that makes that call to the router to set the – is that something that you would program up or any number of vendors implement you know, what actually makes the API
2: calls? Right now, we're working with partners, we're working with our own advanced services organization to come up with groups who can write apps. But at the, at, at the very basic, we were making our SDKs, our software development kits, freely available to customers. We just, in fact, went general availability. So we released a 1.0 version of 1PK, currently for the ISR G2 routers, so your 29s and your 3900 series iOS devices, uh, on our uh, developer site on cisco.com, you can download this and write the applications yourself, and they can reside either in your, your data center on a server or in some uh, devices will actually support applications running directly on the device. For example, your ASR1Ks or your Nexus switches.
0: Okay.
1: And, you know, to let's let's break it down just a little bit more, too. So we talked about control plane and data plane. Mm-hmm. Um, within 1PK, there's a concept of service sets. Correct what service sets are is they're categories of things that you can do to a device. For example, in the service sets that we're currently offer, we have the data path service set, which we talked about a little bit. Um, There's a policy service set which allows you to apply markings say to um, packets in the data path. uh, For like QoS is one example. Routing, which we talked about, um, allows you to add, update, remove routes. Um, There's an element service set which allows you to get Statistics from the device itself, again, from the control plane side. Uh, What's the CPU? What's the temperature? Say, you Mm -hmm. know, just a way of monitoring. Got discovery, which is layer 3 topology and local service discovery, Mm -hmm. um, as well as utility, which is syslog notification information um, and path tracing capability. So, for example, I can plug in and monitor different syslogs that the box is generating and then take action Mm -hmm. on those syslogs. Um, and finally there's a developer which is more for debugging capabilities as well as if we have to you know inject specific CLI's into the device.
2: Sure, uh, you, you can in fact add your own CLI commands. You can in- plug yourself right into the parser so the apps you develop feel like native features of the device if you want to do that. And uh, the, the service sets, like you said, nothing more than groupings of, of different APIs and you mentioned syslog as an example. We have a a very robust event system built into 1PK. So things like syslog messages being generated, uh, OIR, uh, online insertion and removal, um, CLI commands being run, or new CDP neighbors popping up, they all trigger events that an application can listen for and then take action. So some of the things can be very edge-triggered, very event-driven. You don't have to be doing a lot of polling of these devices.
0: So this sounds, this reminds me a lot of EEM. In
2: fact, we use EEM under the cover. Okay, so it's, same, it's same bundled together. Okay.
0: Yep. Yeah, it makes sense that they would be uh, congruent and they would, you know, work together. So I
1: think
2: another thing that's,
1: you know, again to help customers understand the power of what one PK provides is, you know, we talked about the use case of routing for dollars. Mm-hmm. Another use case is um, I don't even know what to call it, but custom crypto or custom sure. encryption. And and this really takes a little while to really wrap your head around because it's just so Born to us in, in the world um, of networking. So, typically, when we think of networking, if you want to encrypt communications, you typically do it either from a device like a laptop um, to a head end, right, like mm-hmm. an ASA, or you often do uh, what we call site to site or land to land encryption, where basically all traffic or some specified set of traffic matching an access list um, beh- from one router is encrypted when going to another router. Okay. Well, what you can do with 1PK is provide custom crypto, meaning you can define and say, you know, I want all packets coming from this specific IP going to this specific server on this specific port to be encrypted with my custom encryption algorithm even. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to program the receiving device to look for those packets and provide it my own custom unencrypted algorithm. Sure. And that allows me to have my own private Encryption capabilities define how I want it between what devices or what applications or what traffic I want to. Absolutely. I mean, and that's a, a capability that's almost mind blowing, right? That, that users now have the power to do those types of things.
2: Yeah, the data path service set, as I mentioned, unless you rewrite packets. So, certainly, let's say you wanted to v- encrypt traffic between t- a Telnet server and client. Caesar cipher. You, yeah. The, uh, we or XOR or whatever it could <laughs> okay, be more complex than that <laughs> uh, and, and for whatever reason you can't upgrade these to a, uh, a secure protocol like SSH and IPsec can't be for whatever reason or maybe you just you're a defense customer and you need an algorithm that you can't tell anybody about 1PK will allow you to do that Apl- apply the traffic to a filtered set of parameters say TCP 23 from this host like you said to that other host it encrypts it decrypts it on the fly and the two endpoints are none the wiser
0: pretty amazing pretty amazing and uh, what's some of the what are some funny little quirky things that you've done I guess in your testing with uh, you were telling us about a a packet generator you were having it spit out packets
2: or something you can uh, also inject raw packets onto the network. Um, So I wrote a proof-of-concept packet generator app where you say, I want to generate a packet that looks like this with this MAC address, IP, ICMP, or UDP, whatever, and it will send the packet to the device, the description of the packet, and the device will uh, inject the packet or put the packet out on the wire so it looks like the, the packet is coming from the device itself with all the parameters you specify. This would allow you to create your own protocols on the network if you want, and we have some customers who are doing this to create their own custom heartbeat protocols uh, to communicate across the network. Yeah. Can we talk about Viral? Viral, the Virtual Internet Routing Lab. Absolutely. What it, would you is like Is it to public know? yet? It is. We uh, at Cisco Live. Uh, for those of you who are there, you may have remembered seeing a Viral uh, booth in the world of solutions. Viral is a us taking all our, our operating systems that I mentioned, iOS, NXOS, XR, and creating virtual instances of those operating systems so that you could have, our, our customers could have uh, a test bed to run, say, their 1PK apps or to even test network configurations out uh, with a graphical topology tool on the front end to draw out your topologies. And then you run it as a simulation. And, and these uh, operating systems run as virtual machines and right now we're using um, openstack to uh, deploy the virtual machines and you can build fairly complex topologies including XR, NXOS, IOS.
1: But it, it's key I think to enabling customers to leverage 1PK because it really allows them, you know, a a a lab for customers that can't mm-hmm. afford, you know, purchasing hardware equipment. It allows them the capability of having all the equipment running the same exact OS in a virtual environment and at large scale such that they can then help create one pk apps that they can use and see and visualize how you know to test it right how it will behave you know am i coding it properly and am i getting the information i need before they actually deploy it in the production environment
2: absolutely for for any of you developers out there who may have developed for iOS the meaning the uh, apple iphone or android you know they have sdks with emulators where you can emulate the the phone or you can emulate the tablet we wanted to do the same thing with one pk so you don't have to have, if you want to develop for Cisco, we want to give you the platform to do it, and if you want to distribute applications, then there's going to be a a licensing fee, but we want to make it as easy as possible for our developers to build applications on top of the Cisco platform, and an emulator was a great way to to help test that.
1: So how do customers that are listening, uh, how do they get started, I guess? How do they, you know, get started with 1PK or with Viral?
2: okay great um, I, I guess if this were a, a video podcast there would be a flashing URL below me right now but it, uh, going to developer J- we, J- Jay can, can add in some nice sound effects well obviously. no we can add it
0: we can um, if, if everyone looks on their iPhones and Androids right now they'll see the flashing signal wow okay yeah, that's pretty good that's I pretty mean. cool yeah, I know it, it, a, but it. if you don't see it if uh, we were not able to root your phone with the XML feed and in, install it um, check out the show notes and we'll have it there
2: Reminds me of like time travel right now. Anyway, uh, developer.cisco.com slash web slash 1PK is our Cisco developer network site for 1PK. It's got the SDKs you can download, the documentation. Uh, the VM, the virtual machine that includes the viral piece, is still in the works. Um, we we very close to releasing it. There's some Things we have to work out internally, uh, but then that will also be posted there. It'll be an Ubuntu based VM that'll work in ESX, Fusion on VMware, VirtualBox, or VMware Workstation, but all of it will be available at that CDN site. There's also a forum there, so if as you work, you have questions, you can come and ask uh, us, the experts, and we're happy, uh, we will be happy to help you with uh, the answer.
1: And when we say, you know, it's at the developer site, what's the criteria for our listeners to? get access to it. You know, what What do they have to do to, quote-unquote, be a developer?
2: Sure. Uh, $100 million in Firstborn son okay. is that's acceptable. that's usual.
1: With 10% sent to David Way.
2: That's right. Uh, you actually don't have to do anything but get a Cisco.com account. So go to Cisco.com, sign up for an account. You don't even need a contract. Just have a, an account to log into Cisco.com. Go to that site that's flashing on your phone or in the show notes. Click the login link, and that's it.
1: So don't let the word developer scare you because if you're a listener i'm sure you have a cisco.com account you can go and access and download the SDKs.
0: And I'm sure we'll have like Hello World, you know, there. Oh, or as part of
2: the SDK, you, we, we ship a number of sample apps and tutorials that are compilable out of the box to get you started. Uh, we have some called Hello Network, Hello Packet, things <laughs> like, like that. I uh, One thing, depending on when you, the listener community, hear this show, we may still be, require you to fill out an additional form to download. There's no money that's needed, uh, but you may have to fill out a form before you see a download link, uh, but if if it's aired later, that may have gone away. You can just click and download just by getting that Cisco.com account.
1: And for all our listeners, if you actually download the uh, 1PK um, SDK and you create an app, let us know. It'd be nice, and maybe, you know, obviously, you can share it on the form right, yep. to let other customers know, and they can reuse. But you know, let us know. C- give us some feedback. Uh, email security show at cisco.com and let us know what, you've, what you like, what you don't like, and what you've done.
2: Yep, And, and I, I'll, I'll share a little story with the listeners. A while back I was in San Jose, and one of the architects of 1PK pulled me into his office, and he said, Joe, you got to look at this. And he's Scottish, so that makes sense. It was a laminated card that had a Cisco iOS architecture, and there were a bunch of blocks. And at the top it said, program via our API and the card was dated 1994. Wow. And I, I have to think that if we'd done that then, we'd be much further along. But since we're now just getting into this, in addition to letting the show know if you program an app, let us know, go to the forum and say what you liked, what you didn't like, because we are learning about what developers want in terms of an API and what we could be doing better in both our C and our Java APIs. And, and when Python comes out, same thing. Let us know what we're doing right. Let us know what we're doing wrong. We are absolutely wanting to improve and make this a great and friendly platform for developers. Cool.
0: And with that, we'll wrap it up. Thanks a whole lot to Joe Clark for being our guest episode. He's Thanks. always a popular, popular guest on the show. You At what
1: al- point does he go from a guest?
0: Yeah. I, well you know, welcome to, to welcome to the show. Yeah. Y- well, if well, you have well, a shirt well. on, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, you okay. got. It. Cool. So thanks again for uh, Joe, our most popular member of the cast. And uh, as always, email us at securityshow@cisco.com. Let us know what you like. We've been getting some nice emails from customers. Uh, we really enjoy getting those. We get we get them occasionally, and we we like to get them more. So thanks a lot. Check out the show notes at www.cisco.com slash go slash podcast. Also, we've been tweeting. Mm. We've been tweeting out docs the tax written, as well as announcements for new shows and um, we got a tweet from a listener who sent us a picture of ah, yes. the PIX OS. Hold on, let me bring it up. It was awesome.
1: It was actually, uh, I think it was actually PFM. So it's actually the Manager, version 435G, I think. Really? Something like that. See how good my memory is. Okay. Jay, Jay's looking.
2: Is this Searching. like a, a picture of, a, of, of an of S router? No, no, no. <laughs> he actually
1: had the floppy diskettes, 1.4-inch
0: floppy diskettes user in the shrinked wrap static uh, electric twitter user @backhand sends in pix pfm version 4.32g yeah. what the heck was this dave that's actually the manager so pfm pix firewall
1: manager was like the precursor to um asdm right
0: okay or A-M. or pdm or pdm yes oh it was a long time ago but you didn't run this on the pix you ran it on a no. pc yeah, client okay and it would connect to it okay yeah.
2: Yeah, supported DOS so 6. what is 2. so
0: th- you know Atacont has this uh, in a nice Mylar bag what is this do you think worth 40 million dollars 400 million dollars maybe I don't know I'd keep it around what did the, uh, the, the Apple sell for recently oh yeah the original uh, Apple Classic or SE or something oh man long.
2: I should have saved all my
0: AOL discs I know <laughs> well thanks a lot for listening and we'll see you next time